Welcome to Glide Chat, where we give you the rundown of all things service now. Let's talk about the now, right now. All right, welcome to another episode of Glide Chat. My name is Michael Lombardo. With me is Adam Godfrey, our leader of EMEA, our ServiceNow practice leader of EMEA. Adam, first of all, thank you for um, joining GlideFast, taking over a whole new continent with us, and uh, and thank you for, for joining me on, on Glide Chat here. Uh, it's good. I've been looking forward to it. And me too. I was like, when you came last time, I was like, we should have, uh, I guess you weren't officially... With at GlideFast yet, but yeah. um, but I was like, man, we, that was our chance. But we got you here back. I'm here. What's the biggest difference between like London and Boston? Like, what, what's what do you notice? It's different to what I expected it to be. It's really? different because my only experience of the state so far has been like Vegas. So, well, Vegas is different yeah. than everywhere. <laughs> but Boston's got some history, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, a lot so, of history. Yeah, yeah, when I came before, it's actually yeah. quite a bit to look at, and staying around the harbor area is quite a cool place. Yeah, it's like. You know, you guys are England, we're New England. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything, yeah, there's a Cambridge, there's everything. everything that's, isn't that design. funny? Yeah. I know, I know. Now, I went to London last year. I missed this year, the uh, World Forum, but, oh, no, no, not last year. I went in, like, 2019. One thing that was, like, crazy right out is is the, the no tipping. Like, people were, because here, like, everything runs on tips. Like, if yeah. you don't tip, you're not getting your food. Um, but over there, it was almost like a couple of times we went to tip, and they were like, whoa stop we're like okay sorry so it was almost like an offensive offensive it, kind of a thing. cultural difference though. yeah but yeah some places it's taken to extreme though sometimes you're asked to tip when no service has yet been provided <laughs> wow it, you know so okay I'm, I'm getting used to tipping over here yeah it, yeah it's yeah, a cultural you, thing. You, yeah yeah because then you're, then you're a jerk yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's they'll 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 make it known yeah, they'll make I don't it want known. anyone spitting my food so 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 first of all what sh- strikes me when I think about you right off the bat is just your determination um, and like your motivation. Like we were just talking, you ran a 5k this morning, you run a 5k every day. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> but, and, and, and you, I want to talk about that, that marathon that you ran too in, in the Sahara desert. What motivates you? Like it's discipline. Yeah. You know, it's doing something hard, doing yeah. it consistently and forming yeah. that habit gives me discipline. Yeah, I don't do it for the physical. The physical is a side benefit. Yeah, I do it for the mental strength because if I can do that, I can deal with any problem the day throws at me. Big time. I told. First of all, one thing that sticks that I can relate to, <laughs> maybe less on the discipline, but on the consistency. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that I that I learned. I think early on, probably from the program year up that I went to. Yeah. That, that taught me to, you know, really be professional and you know, learn a lot of tech skills, but was the consistency. Like, you can't just be on time four days a week. Yeah. You got to show up. You got to be consistent. Um, and I, that that really translated into, into you know, my professional career. And then building GlideFast is like, we're not just going to do our best, you know, on one project or we're not just going to, we're going to show up every single time. So Absolutely. I can definitely... Relate to the consistency, but the that that discipline, I think I lack a little bit. Just but. do hard stuff, right? Yeah. You know, most things yeah. worth doing, you know, require a significant amount of effort. So yeah. Just, you know, doing hard stuff is, is rewarding. Yeah. So tell me about the, the that marathon. Um, so <laughs> the marathon you're talking about is the Marathon Disciples. Um, so it's a 250-kilometer run oh my across God. the Sahara Desert. How many miles is that? Dan, Jamie, 
Look that up for us. How many miles <laughs> is that? Convert it oh, into God. American. Oh. Um, basically, it's running a marathon every day for a week and oh. two on Thursday. Oh, my God. Uh, and Why? And you have to carry all your own equipment. That's insane. I did a 100-mile bike ride, and that was my goal. I don't care if it took me two two days. I don't care. I just wanted – Exactly. It's finished, I wanted right? to finish, yeah. I want, and I did, and that was like one of the – the happiest days of my life. <laughs> I was running for about ten hours a day, and then on the on the big day, I was running for about thirty hours. Oh my god! Congratulations, that's amazing. I mean, and um, never ran a marathon. I told you I did a five k one time. This year, we sponsored the Boston Marathon with uh, for Joe and Jersey Foundation, um, and so we were at, at the sidelines, and. I don't know, maybe we we're like halfway at the halfway point, a little bit more. And I'll tell you, people were crying. There's so I hugged like this woman, like she was like, I can't do it. I'm like, yes, you can. <laughs> you know, man, to think about a marathon every single day, that's that's uh but but that's one of the reasons why I was so excited about you joining Clapfast, because that's the determination and I guess the discipline that that we want here, because it's you know, we both talked about it. We knew it wasn't going to be easy Absolutely. walking into a new continent, a new country. We knew it was necessary. Um, but I'm big on timing. I'm big on, you know, not only the timing for Glidefast, for the market, but the the leader that we're bringing in too. You know, I'm I'm really big on, I think I've been very good. And we, Glidefast, you know, um, collectively has been very good about not setting people up for failure because I've seen that yeah. and I've seen the follow and I've seen how that hurts people and in the company and everything, you know? So I was, I've always been really good at like, Hey, here's the worst thing that could happen. Here's, you know, here's the best thing. Here's like probably what's going to happen. Um, and I think we were pretty calculated on that. Yeah. And when we spoke, you know, I said it didn't want to be part of just another North American company that was yeah. dabbling in a new region. Yeah. But your passion for bringing what Glidefast offers yeah. into Europe, EMEA, and UK specifically, you know, that for me was an exciting next part of my journey in the ServiceNow ecosystem. There's no half measures here. Exactly. You know, there's really not. I, I had a meeting with Bill McDermott yesterday, which was like amazing just to hear him talk for he most of the time <laughs> it was him just you preaching, preaching. Like I, I need to give, if I'm the mayor, he's the preacher. <laughs> He is he is a preacher, man, because he is just he is just like spitting gold, you know, and just inspiring and and everything. But you know, I said to him after I sent him an email, and I just said, "Listen, I'm not looking for an exit here. This is like we are we are here to dominate this space. Period. That is my only mission, and that is Glidefast's only mission. And the other partners won't be here in a couple of years. We will." We'll be here when ServiceNow doubles, and we'll be here when ServiceNow doubles again. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just – and that's how I feel. That's how I've always felt. Like, I just – it's not. It's never been about money or, you know, I, I don't know. It's this weird uh, will to win that I have. I think it's because I lose in so many other areas that, like, I found something that, like, we're really good at. But and, the technology space is yeah. an exciting space to be in. But yeah. Service now at this point in time, Ugh. you couldn't get more exciting. No. Uh, so yeah, well, it's just, we're strapped to a rocket ship that's going. You know, that's what it is. Hold on with both hands. We owe it to the opportunity, yeah. right? Like, how many times in the world is there going to be this level of digital transformation, this level of superior product? Yeah. And it's funny because Bill was telling a little bit of his story when he was at SAP. He had these challenges internally of 
all these different systems that needed to be integrated to work, to run the business smoothly. And he goes, enough. We need something that we can run in one system. It doesn't need integration. What, what, what do we have? And his CTO or COO said, ServiceNow is the one. He saw, and he says, how long is it going to take? And he said, six months. And, he, and when he saw it happen, he goes, I need to be there. Yeah. And, that's, and, that was, and then he changed his mission to do that. And that's what I experienced as a customer. Yeah. I saw us go from, I don't know what it was, <laughs> CA, a CA product, to a single platform that automated my job, my, my team member's job. And then, um, so I was like, I just related that to that immediately. I was like, that's exactly what I did. Smaller scale, hospital, he was SAP. And then he talked about having a superior product. And he said, you know, I won't name the, the, the customer. I don't think he did either. But, you know, he said a large organization just a couple of days ago came to him. It was actually a, a, another government came to him. They called him and said, we want to talk about service now, about running our whole government on it, right? Um, and he goes, that's because we have a superior product. And I'm like, that's what happened at Glidefast. You know, we didn't lead off with sales. You know, we weren't like the best sellers, you know, like we did great work and customers came to us, you know? Yeah, and if you look at the success ServiceNow has had in a relatively short period of time, 20 years this year, um, and a market cap bigger than IBM. Wow. No, no not 20 years. 2006, no? Well, since the original Fred 2003? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, my mind is... Glide soft. I know. A lot of people still don't know that. Like, you can do those trivias every couple months because, like, people people like, wow, God. You know, a lot of people don't know Glide Glide service now. You should be called Glide soft. And then that's, you know, a lot of the code is Glide record. And that's where we got Glide fast. And that ultimately Glide chat. Wow, 2003, huh? Yeah, that's when he started coding. Bigger than IBM. It's bigger than IBM right now. Wow, wow. And it's just, I mean, what is it? They're going to do $8 billion this year? And he's talking $16 billion. And now I'm hearing rumors he's saying $25 billion. (laughs) Like, he just keeps going. Because everything that's, you know, being said is happening. I know. They're delivering on their expectations for the market. ERP is, he's going after ERP now. And then this AI revolution, I heard in his, um, his quarterly earnings call, he said like something like $4 trillion will be spent on AI, not just in service now, but worldwide, and uh, of just an AI of, by businesses. But if you look who he's partnered up with and who he's speaking to, yeah. the other, you know, NVIDIA. my other favorite technology company, yeah. NVIDIA. Yeah. You know. know, from building graphics cards. 20, 30 years ago, yeah. to now developing, you know, the technology behind AI and service now working with those. That's like my two favorite companies. I know. Together. I mean, they're they're locked. They're in like lockstep. Is it, did you buy stock in NVIDIA? Uh, no, <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah. I didn't either. <laughs> I spent a lot of money on graphics cards. So yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. And um, yeah, are you into crypto at all? Uh, yes. Really? What like are you a maxi? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Um, You're diverse. Yeah. What, what's your, what's your, which one are you watching now? You watch uh, meme coins or what are you? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> no, I'm not following. Yeah. The, you know, some yeah. of them are too scary for me. Yeah, so me too. I, to be really, I dabbled. Yeah. I won. I lost. You know. Um, but it's, it's an exciting time to see BlackRock getting involved with Bitcoin and Ethereum. I mean, you gotta assume. There's going to be some money entering the space. If this ETF gets approved, I mean, 
I think that's the biggest challenge is the regulation. I know. It's sad. It's sad. Like we're regulating this amazing technology. Like not not just regulating it, like where it seems like we're pushing it down to where we don't want it to. But, but technology always wins. Yeah. Digital like transformation, innovation always wins. Innovator die. I don't know if you know, we had a huge sticker on our old office. Huge sticker that was like the blockbuster logo of Innovator die. Okay. And you know where we got that from, right? Fred Luddy. Oh, okay. Fred Luddy had on one of his presentations, at, I think it was Knowledge, he had a huge logo, the Blockbuster logo, instead of the Blockbuster in yellow, it said Innovator Die. And it's like, that's we took that to heart. You know, it's like if we're not staying ahead of it, and you cannot be afraid to change, you know. A lot of companies are afraid to expand into into EMEA. I just, I just say we just got to be prepared. So what do you see as great leadership? Because you're a leader. Uh. I definitely think you can learn it and, you know, become good at it. I don't necessarily agree with the fact that people are just born. You've got to have discipline in yourself and be able to do those things yourself to expect them of other people. Yeah. You learn it from a mentor or a coach or someone that inspired you. Certainly where I, you know, learned from. Uh, People I look up and admire to learn from them, read the books they read, follow the, the examples they set. What have you learned? When you're about leadership, like what's a great leader to you? I always tried to be the leader that I want. You know, growing up, I, I was always the the one, you know, kind of my boss or the owner of the companies I work for, the business I work for, you know, kind of took under their wing a little yeah. bit and mentored. And like, you know, the you know, I started working at 13 years old, right? Washing dishes. And yeah, I always worked two, three jobs. Uh, I had to. And I always really like tried to learn from my other leaders. So I always tried to be the leader that I wanted to lead me. Yeah. Um, and, w- and what's that for you? Making other leaders. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. because if you can teach that to other people, that requires you to be on the best of your game, to be yeah. the best example, to be consistent, to be determined. But to then be able to work with other people and see them develop those skills, yeah. that's rewarding. To see other people and nurture them and see them become leaders. I think that's yeah. the, the, the real reward from that. It is, and that's and that's a challenge too, right? Um, you know, because you know, for me personally, like I'm still learning. You know, I, I think everyone's always, if if you're smart, you're always still learning. I never want to like tell people what to do, right? Like I'm never like, hey, go pick up that piece of paper, but like I want what I want is someone to have the knowledge that if there's a piece of paper on the ground, they, they know to pick that up, right? It's, it's when you find coachable people. That yeah, are yeah, exactly. You know, someone that's open to receiving feedback. Yeah. Who you can give robust feedback to as well. Someone that's not too precious and is going to get upset about it. And you can push them harder and you see them grow and you push them harder again. You see them grow more. Yeah. That's, it, that's what I really enjoy. You know, a great way that I learned feedback um, was to give um, two compliments or two things that they're doing very well. Yeah. And then one area of improvement because that, that allows the person to like kind of disarm themselves a little bit and like, Oh, you know, they're getting complimented. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, but, but here's, you know, your, your hard work or your discipline, you know, but Hey, here's an area where you can get a little bit better. And if you tighten this up, you'd be a rock star and yeah. you'd be, you know, just level up. Um, but that's always been really good. And, and, you know, learning how to accept feedback is, is, is another thing, too, because a lot of us want to, you know, be like, what? What'd you, what do you mean? You know, but 
But it's good to it's good to be able to take feedback from from your team too. Yeah, and I think getting and receiving it um, swiftly is important. Yeah. If someone comes three weeks later and says, "Oh, that thing you did three weeks ago," that's not particularly valuable. <laughs> no. It makes you feel like they've been sat on it for three weeks. Yeah. As you say, delivering it fresh when yes, when it's relevant. Exactly. Like, oh, right. I get it because I still feel why I did that. Now I understand how I could have done it differently. Exactly. Like coming out of a meeting. Yeah. Here's where you did great. Here's where you can improve. Um, Adam, what's one thing you can leave our audience? We always like to leave our audience with a piece of advice. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people across the pond that, you know, have followed you. Everybody I talk to loves you, by the way. I mean, every, (laughs) every single person is like, man, you know, that's a great, that's a, that's a great leader for you guys. And, um, love Adam, you know, all, all positive things. Not one, seriously, not one. And, and, And people are not shy telling me if I did something wrong. <laughs> What's, you know, some advice, you know, for other people that want to maybe follow in your, your footsteps, your path, or, or you know, uh, similar paths? I, I just develop yourself, you know, invest in yourself, whether whatever area in our ecosystem you're working with, you're a developer, salesperson, manager, leader, just you've got to put that time into yourself. Yeah. And you can't use being busy as an excuse because it will always be an excuse. Exactly. You've got to find time, whether that be investing in yourself physically or reading books or practicing something or being coached or coaching you have to find that time that's the only way you're going to grow and and to do that and go out of your comfort zone yeah this job is going out of my comfort zone 100 percent. And, and that's where you grow that is the that's, space that stuff happens so find an opportunity if it's uncomfortable yeah, yeah. Do it. it's probably good yeah it's probably good I love it. All right. Thank you for joining me on episode Thanks, of Glide man. Chat. Guys, make sure you like and subscribe to us. We're going to have video on Spotify coming up. By the time you see us, it'll probably be video there. I know we're on Apple. Hopefully, hopefully there's video there too. But uh, thank you guys and uh, have a great day. Do you have a topic in mind that you'd like to discuss? Reach out to us at GlideFast.com and subscribe to our podcast for new episodes. Thanks for listening.